Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply sell, uh, simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roost Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 9990 Jasper Avenue, open uh, Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. As promised, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and uh, hook up with Brian Lawton for, from the NHL Network for Cadian Custom-Built Homes. Check out the Cadian Show Home, the Juliet in Sherwood Park Golf Estates for for more info, head to CadianCustomHomes.com. Brian, how you doing? Doing terrific, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, so, as a former manager in the league who's been in the chair before, and uh, a guy who also uh, you know ran and built up an agency uh, and played in the league, uh, now a... Um, a pundit uh, in the league. Give me your assessment on how you think fans in Edmonton should assess the season that was for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I think the first thing to do is to take a little bit of time because it ended, you know, not the way anybody would have wanted, whether it was players, coaches, fans. But when you sit back and think about it and see the strides that this club made, I think you have to feel pretty good about the Edmonton Oilers and where they're at. And yet you also have to recognize there's still a lot of work to do if you want to compete with the very, very top teams in the National Hockey League. I would not be surprised to see Colorado go on and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the finals if Tampa Bay makes it. But uh, this should have shown people a lot of progress, and it should also show them still work to do. You were bullish on this team at the start of the season. You also have a personal relationship uh, with the former head coach, Dave Tippett. Um, would Dave have been happy for the players for what happened here? The fact that they were able to go on an extended run in round three? Incredibly happy. Uh, I continue to have a strong relationship with Dave Tippett. He's a terrific human being and a terrific coach. Some people may debate that in Edmonton because Jay did so well, uh, but Dave Tippett also did a very nice job for this club. He he was a part of advancing them to the position they ended in. There is no doubt about that, and I love the job that Jay and Dave Manson did, quite frankly, when they came in. But uh, Dave Tippett contributed in a massive way. You always want to recognize that. And uh, in speaking with him, Bob, he has been nothing but thrilled, not only for the players, but the organization as well. He really enjoyed his time there. Um, you know, not a, He's never said even one bad word about any part of his experience. Uh, tell me this. Uh, you've been in the chair as the GM. How quickly would you uh, renew uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson and, and the rest of the staff? Because there's a couple other contracts that are up as there as well. Right, right. Uh, 
you know what? It's one of those things that you feel like is a foregone conclusion, and yet I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Ken take a few days, digest, have your year-end meetings. You always want to check in with your group of players, find out where they're at. You want to do some things that you haven't had a chance to do in terms of more due diligence, but I'd be shocked if Jay wasn't brought back next year, to be honest with you, and Dave Manson as well. I thought they both did an exceptional job. Um, it ended probably too short for them, but they definitely moved the ball forward, and that's what you're looking for when a co- coach comes in at that point in the season. You're hoping to get a bump. It doesn't always happen. The math says it happens less than more, and that makes it even more special what Jay and Dave were able to do. So ultimately, and Colorado's been at this, you know, we've spoken privately. You know, I know Chris McFarlane, who I do think is going to end up being the GM of Colorado very shortly. Uh, He, you know, he had inferred two years ago, we're a little ahead of you guys, but you guys are coming and you've got Connor and Leon and you've got some other pieces. Um, What was it? Was it just the maturation of the program at this stage that was the difference between Edmonton and Colorado in the series? In other words, you know, Colorado's players were a little bit more experienced. Their club was a little bit deeper. They'd moved their number one, uh, moved a couple of pretty high picks uh, that that they'd previously taken to add assets, and the Oilers still have their own number one. And you tell me, what do you think the the, the difference was? Was it a byproduct of of the fact that, you know, Colorado is further advanced, or is that too simple of an explanation? Uh, For me, if you really analyze Colorado, you cannot look past at least their key players, how they were acquired and when they were acquired. So if we did that exercise for Edmonton, we can go back to essentially really 2013 and start with Darnell Nurse, then add in Dreisaitl the following year, McDavid the year after that, and certainly forming a very strong core for them. If I do the same exercise for Colorado, and for some reason I know this by memory because I've looked at it a thousand times, it was 2011 Dame Landeskog, 2013 Nate McKinnon, 2015 Miko Rantanen, and in 2017 Kale McCarr. They've been at it a couple more years than uh, Edmonton has. And I'm not sure if they're two years behind them, but you have to recognize that if you want to try to match yourself up to them. The Oilers in some ways are ahead of them and in other ways uh, still searching for certain pieces. The thing that I thought Colorado did really well was they made some nice adjustments at the trade deadline this year. Arturi elected in a course. Uh, Great pickup. Exceptional. Yeah, ex- played exceptional again. I played exceptional last year for Montreal, caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, Obviously, the Colorado Avalanche took notice, and that was just a fantastic move for them. So I like the things Colorado's done. I would say Edmonton is at least a year to two years behind them, though, and they've got some work to do on the roster. But the good news is you've got some significant key pieces that are incredibly difficult to acquire. If they had all the things they don't have or didn't, or they do need to work on right now, but they didn't have a McDavid, a Dreisaitl, even a nurse, I'd say they're more like three, four years behind them, but that's not the case. Brian, we have people saying that Darnell Nurse should not have been playing if he was that compromised. 
that's a difficult conversation to have. He's still Darnell Nurse, and not everybody out there listening to the show right now thinks he's a top-pairing defenseman. He certainly put up the numbers last year at even strength to suggest that he was. Um, would you have contemplated pulling him out of the lineup if you were managing the team? Yes, I would. Would I have pulled him out of the lineup, though? No, I would not. It has to do with your replacement. You know, everybody says, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose player X, let's say Darnell Nurse in this case. Well, when you have a really strong team that's ready to win the Cup, there's certain players you can't replace in terms of bringing back 100% of them. It's the difference of what you replace them with, though. And the Oilers still need to work on their depth on D. They still need to find, in my opinion, and they may have them already in the roster, but they're not at that level yet. And that could be a guy like Broberg down the road. But they need to find, uh, in my opinion, a higher level of two, three, possibly even, I wouldn't necessarily say four, but two or three. They've got to figure out how they're going to add that to the roster. The loss of Darnell Nurse coming out of the lineup would have been almost impossible for what they have on their roster to replace, and you had to go with a bet of him as being the best bet. That just is something that's common for a lot of teams that fell short this year. I think it's something that Ken Holland will take to heart, and it's something that they'll be working on until they can withstand a loss like that because we've seen you know some of the better teams really withstand significant losses just like at Colorado no Sam Gerrard yeah pretty important piece for them uh haven't missed a beat to be honest with you all right so we'll get to the goaltending and Kane in a second uh you know I, I look at Tampa's defense and the size of it and the Oilers have got some guys coming Broberg 6'4 Niemalainen the fans like Niemalainen he brought a physicality to his game six foot five and a half Sam Rukov, six foot three. Uh, they got a right shot D Dehernay that was led the American Hockey League in plus minus this year. He's six foot seven. So they've got some young guys coming, but they're not all going to be ready yet. And before we get to Smith and Kane, there's a UFA left shot defenseman that's that was a pretty seamless fit that like Lekkonen played well for Montreal last year in the playoffs. Would you re-sign Brett Kulak if you were Ken Holland? I would. I thought he did a really nice job. I'll be honest with you. He showed me just a little bit more depth than I thought he had. Um, he's not a killer, so to speak, but he's a competitive player that can move the puck, that can skate, that can defend. And, you know, now he's got two years of some really strong playoff experience. I still think there's some more growth there. So, yes, that is a guy that I believe in. And then you have to look at the contractual side of it. Right. What will it cost you to sign him? And I think there's a deal to be made there that's good for Brett and good for the Edmonton Oilers. How hard is it going to be for Ken to retain Evander Kane, do you think? It's going to be difficult. There's no doubt about it. Um I feel like that's one that probably has to go to market, and yet I feel like he'll end up coming back. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to market because it's tough to nail down what the numbers will be. Every year there's all kinds of enthusiasm, particularly the last few where guys are going to get these ginormous contracts and it's going to be the best ever. And yet that's kind of ignoring the situation of where the league is at. The salary cap is flat. It's not going to go anywhere for a couple of years. 
uh, teams are trying to hold on to their existing guys, and you're not seeing those big contracts out there. Evander Kane played as well as he could play. He's going to be looking for the best deal he can find. I think when he adds it all up and he looks at his criteria, and I saw what you tweeted the other day, Bob, you had criteria as chance to win money and lifestyle. I think that when Evander Kane just goes through your checklist, he's going to end up back at Edmonton. Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, it's almost... Uh, and I, Do you agree that that would be the criteria? I do. I do. I, what I don't agree with you on is that not every player looks at it that way. Yes. I would not be surprised to see Johnny Goodrow have a different list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, sometimes a little bird comes up to you during a broadcast and whispers in your ear too. You know how that works. Uh, it's part of what we do. It's part of what we do on a daily basis. All right. Uh, the, the situation goal, Mike Smith opened the window yesterday and really you could tell by the emotion of his response after they got the game winner, Colorado. Um, I, I always wonder about the finality of a career. And, you know, for my days of doing the Golden Bears, watching guys in their fifth year and just how emotionally exhausted they were when it ended, when the reality set in that this was maybe the last time they were going to play really competitive hockey. I wondered a bit as I looked at Mike, and then I saw Mike in the post game after, and then I saw the stuff again yesterday with Mike. Actually, I made it down right at the end of our show. Um, it's got to be priority number one. Is it not for a resolution and goal for Ken Holland in the offseason, Brian? Did we lose, Brian? We did. He just dropped. Yeah, we dropped the line. All right. Uh, we will endeavor to work on that. You can text us at any time, 780 496 Bob, uh, Daryl Sutter says you have to make the playoffs four to six years in a row before you win a cup. It's not a one-time thing. I agree. I agree with that. Um, do we have Brian again, Brennan? You're just seeing if you can negotiate contact here. Uh, there we go. We got Brian again. I can hear. No, we had him and we lost him. Oh man! No, he's calling. Is he calling on one? That's mm. not him anymore. We'll no. get it sorted. <laughs> do you want me just to keep filling here? Uh, what do you want to do? Throw to break and come back to Brian, Brendan? What do you yeah, want? Yeah, I think maybe that's best. Okay, because uh, I want I got two more questions for Brian. It's twelve forty nine in Edmonton. Uh, do you want to tell you for you golfers out there if you're looking for a bucket list experience, join New West Travel in Cabot, Nova Scotia, five day golf getaway, golf at Cabot Hills and Cabot Links. This package includes airfare via WestJet charter with an open bar and premium meals, four nights accommodation in the Cabot uh, Lodge. And and what else do you got going on there? Uh, five rounds of golf in stunning Cabot, Nova Scotia. They've got a New West golf tournament with prizes. Book now and get a $350 upgrade to premium economy. To reserve your team time, uh, tea time, reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. We'll endeavor to get... Uh... It looks like we got him back. Oh, do we do have keep him. it rolling here? Yeah, let's keep her going. All right, let's go back to Brian. What the hell was I? Oh, goaltending. Uh, number one thing that uh, Ken Holland needs to address in terms of his roster composition for you, Brian? Yes, it is. And you were asking me about Mike Smith and has he played his last game. Essentially, that's where you were going yes. with it. And I had Mike Smith in Tampa as one of our goaltenders. He's a warrior. He proved it again. Uh, he's earned the right to step aside with a lot of pride. Uh, whether or not he comes back, I'd imagine he'll take a few days, try to see where the body's at. Uh, but I love Smitty. He did an incredible job. Do the Oilers need to upgrade that position? 
I think it would be with where the team is at now, I think it would behoove them not to. I do think they need to find a way to upgrade it. In terms of Mike Smith, boy, he's played a long time. He has given it everything he has. He's left it all on the ice. I would not be surprised if we find out in time that that was it. All right, one final one for you. Uh, We know you're interviewing for jobs around the league. We won't say where, but we know that there's teams that have reached out uh, for you. If you were to come in and do a forensic audit in Edmonton, who would you talk to? Who would I talk to? One person specifically? Multiple. There would be no answer to that. It it would be everyone. I would go through everything. Particularly, you know, for me, when I, I do look at a lot of teams and there's just, you know, there's some low-hanging fruit that some organizations still aren't picking up enough on. Um, I can't tell you what that is from 10,000 feet with the Edmonton Oilers or e- if it even exists. But uh, I don't think it's a bad thing for teams to sit down and, and conduct, you know, an internal audit uh, at least every two, three years. You want to make sure you've modernized your hockey operations. That's what Daryl Cates wants. That would certainly fit with his philosophy. I'd be surprised if they're not doing some of that themselves. If they're not, they should be. Good stuff, Brian. Hey, uh, thanks for getting back to us. And uh, let me know when you get that job. <laughs> and otherwise, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk next Wednesday. Okay. Thank you very much for having me on, guys, and thank you to all the fans who put up with me for a year. All right. Again, I appreciate it. There you go. That is Brian Lawton from the NHL Network uh, joining us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. It's 12.52 in Edmonton. When we come back, an interesting... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline comment from Jay Woodcroft on Yessa Pugliarvi. This is Oilers Now. I think it's only fair if I comment on his last 38 games or so that I was here for. Uh, or the, and it wasn't his last 38, but it was the 38 that I was here for. Um, I would say, and this is... Uh, on February 11th, one of the first things that I wanted to do with our lineup was distribute um, the center iceman. So we ended up having Connor on one line, Leon on another, Nuge, and Ryan McLeod. So we had four, and we called it at the time, the spine of the team and whatnot. And when we did that, I believe in that first game, Yessi, I put Yessi with Connor and Zach Hyman in that game. And uh, in those games, yes, he, I, I forget the amount of games he hadn't scored a goal in a long time. He scored a goal on the power play against the New York Islanders, an important goal in a 3-1 win for us in the third period. He played against San Jose in a great team win for our team. We won 4 nothing on the road. We went to L.A., won an important game against the division rival in L.A. We came back, we played Anaheim at home, and he scored a goal in the second period, and he got hurt. And 
so he had two goals in four games when the new coach came in. Uh, I think he was starting to build a little bit of personal momentum. And then he, he hurt, he got hurt. And not in an easy injury, it was in a six, seven week injury that affected his, the way he was skating. And uh, it took him a while to get back up and running. When he came back in the lineup, I think we, we put him with, and it was around the trade deadline, we put him with Leon Dreisaitl and, uh, on that line. And it took him a while to get back up to speed. Um, I thought down this, and then towards the end of the regular season, he missed a full week with a non-COVID-related il illness. Those things I don't think helped his personal confidence, his personal momentum. Um, but he never lost the belief of his teammates or his coaching staff. I thought he had some good moments, scored a couple big goals for us, one in the LA series, one in the Calgary series. Um, He's a good player for us. He's a good young hockey player. That is Jay Woodcroft talking about Yessa Pugliarvi. And um, it's interesting. Uh, I'm kind of, Brendan, I'm kind of in the middle on Yessa Pugliarvi. Okay. I like, you know what? He didn't kill it down the stretch. He had a good, like, in the first quarter of the year, there were nights where he was the Oilers' third or fourth best forward. And then it fell off the rails. However, I mean, just look at Nachushkin, 25 goals, 60-point season this year. That guy didn't score in 57 games in Dallas. It happens. Where can I used to say when Jesse was like 22 or 23, where is he going to be at 25 or 26? He's 20, he turned 24 this year. The answer I have, I don't know. I don't know what Pugliarvi is going to be. you got to get something for him if you trade him. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I think you got to salvage a pick and move on from this. If you're, I mean, I'm making the decision. I, I have watched too many plays die on the stick of that player yeah. at a crucial time of year. I'm not as concerned about production in September as I am when it matters more at the end of the season. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you got to be able to read and react with other players. Something happened during the course of the season. I will tell you, he picked up his physicality as the playoffs went on, and I think that he picked up on some of the messaging that he received as well. That is our order. Now, Audio Vault for direct workwear specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe at Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Jay Woodcroft on Yessa Pugliarvi. We'll have a Woodcroft clip on having a little bit more practice time in the second hour of the show. But at this time, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.